0: And Balance, an advice show focusing on workplace and lifestyle issues. Any resemblance to actual advice, living or dead, or actual wisdom is purely coincidental. I'm your monstrous manager, Frank Eastman. And I'm your terrible but still lovable office companion, Derek Lewis. Today, we'll be discussing office Halloween parties in the deep dive before we answer a spooky audience question. And a horrifying issue from the internet, but first, all right, so before we get started today, Frank, I've got a question
1: for some of our listeners: People of Atlanta are y'all okay like <laughs> I went there yesterday for Netherworld, which is a you know a Halloween attraction, very cool, a lot of fun uh, so if you're in the area, you know, maybe check it out uh. I spent eight hours in the city of Atlanta, and I swear to Christ, like, I nearly died at least ten times. Like, the drivers in Atlanta are completely batshit crazy. What the fuck are y'all doing?
0: Like... I've lost two cars to Atlanta, Derek. Like, to this day if i've got to go to atlanta and i'll go to atlanta for fun things but i do not get in the car without mentally and conceptually writing that car off right i'm like well it's gone i wasn't prepared to
1: do that like i i thought you know what i'm going to take the chance and we're going to go to atlanta gonna have some fun and everything will be fine nothing nothing happened like i was able to to ramp up my defensive driving to the point where I was avoiding people literally going like 120 miles past us on the interstate. Uh, And so I did not get into any wrecks, but, uh, but yeah, the whole point of bringing this up during our spooky Halloween special is because I have very rarely felt as
0: in fear of my life as I did yesterday. (laughs) Spoopy story. I drove so, in Atlanta traffic. Look,
1: I get it. It's a ludicrous thing to say, like, ooh, driving in traffic, I'm afraid. But, like, seriously, Atlanta people, are y'all okay? What What is going on with y'all? Like, do y'all just collectively need a hug? Send me some addresses. I'll come hug all of y'all. Just, you gotta stop driving so fucking fast. And use some fucking blinkers. What is wrong? Like... Is there some sort of like uh, I don't know. I mean I know you guys have the lottery, but do you have a lottery of every time you use a blinker, your car might explode? (laughs) Is that is that why you don't use your blinker? I mean, I don't (laughs) I know I know this is the second episode in a row that we've kind of gotten into like what grinds Derek's gears.
0: um, (laughs) We've got a new segment on on the show called What Grinds Derek's Gears. Oh God! Sorry, I, I I thought it was
1: thematically appropriate since I was um, in fear for your life, in complete fear for my life. So I mean, they've they've uh,
0: literally got two speeds on the freeway: stop and plaid. But
1: <laughs> I like it. But no, there there is there is no other speed. There is stop and as fast as possible. So. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I hate to swear off Atlanta entirely because y'all got some cool shit there. I like the, the thought of Atlanta, but the application of Atlanta, not so thrilled about.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, whenever you're on the highway, it's like you're, you're going pedal to the metal. And then you come to a complete stop and you just have to sit there and get religion as you pray that no one comes barreling up behind you at 70 miles an hour and, you know, full tilt takes your ass out. I mean, I will say I'm
1: impressed because the whole time I was in Atlanta, I saw no wrecks. Like, there were n- no cars stopped, like, no pileups, nothing. So, I mean, y'all are good at it, but that doesn't make me, <laughs> a a an occasional Atlanta driver, okay with that. So... I'm just saying either advertise the classes that you guys take to be good at that or calm the fuck down.
0: So it's I'm not saying. that there's no wrecks. It's that the velocities that they're traveling, the car just becomes a fine metallic mist. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just fucking just vaporizes. <laughs> that, that explains so much. Oh, All right. That, that was my detour. Um, feel free to plunge into our spooky daily (laughs) standup
0: next time on what grinds Derek's (laughs) gears. (laughs) Oh, well going for the Halloween theme today on the daily standup, I was going to talk about like goth makeup. Okay. And see, did you ever have a goth phase? No, I, I, I mean, funniness aside.
1: No, I didn't. Um, specifically because my, my skin was already pasty enough that like I, I put on the white makeup and nothing changed. So, not exactly my cup of tea, but uh, I had some goth friends. Does that make me goth by
0: association? I mean, like one thirty-second goth, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll take it. Um,
1: that that lets me listen to some of Depeche Mode's more uh, accessible work.
0: I got it. <laughs> Derek puts on Bauhaus and Joy Division. <laughs> but yeah I, I never I never went through like a makeup phase because uh-huh. here's the thing with me, and you've met me, but I'm always like one thing away from being too scary <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you yeah I, I think honestly you're like you're getting ready in the morning involves you putting on all the stuff you think is is proper, and then somebody. Is essentially taking things off. It's like, no, you can't wear the fucking spike collar. God damn it, Frank! Um, and so by the time you leave the house, like you are you are no longer nearly as threatening as yeah, when you it's, initially put It's just put the a water button off. down
0: in khakis at that point. But <laughs> it takes a long time to get to the button down in khakis. Right now, like when I was, I didn't get my first tattoo until I started going gray, because right. when I was not gray, like the combination was too much. <laughs> like when I taught, I had to grow my hair out. Usually I shave my head and I don't think you've ever seen me without me having shaved my head because my hair and I broke up a long long time ago. <laughs> and but when I taught, I I was like, nope, gonna have to got to grow out the hair. And yep, got the crazy professor. There we go. But but now that my <laughs> uh, my beard has started to go a little bit gray, like I can I can go and get the tattoo. Like that's sort of the right. the trade off.
1: Um but any any further than that, and I think it would lead to um <laughs> the, the elevator doors open, they see you standing there just like tatted up, you know, six foot forty five, um, just looking like a linebacker,
0: I think it'd be like, you know, I'll take the stairs today. That's <laughs> fine. You say that. So the other the other one that I was going to tell, this is a thing that literally happens. So every once in a while, we'll go out to a, a particular party or a club or something like that that involves like I'll get dressed up. And sometimes okay. that involves, you know, like black nail polish or something. Right. But I like to do things well. So if if my nails is did, they did. And it's good. <laughs> And I'm not going to take that off. Right. Like, that's got, that's a couple of days before that gets chipped. And I, I'm not going to, you know, just come home that night and, you know, scrub that off. So, on more than you're, one you're occasion. You're your money's worth. Yeah. On more than one occasion, I've come into the office, uh, wherever I happen to work at the time, sporting like a full set of black nails. Right. And one time. <laughs> I was, I was in the elevator. I was otherwise dressed exactly as I normally would be dressed, which is like black button down and jeans and, you know, Doc Martens. Right. <laughs> and the, the elevator door opens and there's this guy who's got his kid. But this dude is, is definitely, he's got the A t-shirt on right? and he has got full sleeves on both sides. Okay. And and I'm the only person in the elevator. The elevator doors open. This dude looks me up and down and goes, "Thanks, we'll take the next one." Wow. Ding, and Damn. then the doors close and I'm like, "Well, shit." <laughs> and it was that oh. it was that one too far. Like it's just
1: wow. You real you really are literally one accessory or one step over the line uh, or one step from being over the line. On pretty much anything, like if you did anything else, like like you said, now that you have the you know fairly discreet you know tattoo, <laughs> if you recolor your beard and say, "You know what, you know the, the gray fox we're going to take a break from it. let's go back to like just the uh, you know the dark beard, um, you know, then you would have to start wearing like long sleeves to cover up the tattoo because that that balance is thrown off again. Oh man. You, you are now in a very tight, ro- a very delicate tightrope. You have to walk. Hmm.
0: I've thought about it. I've thought about, you know, like, I'm not vain. It's not a vanity thing. Like, oh, man, I look too old with my, like, I get it. Eventually, I'm going to have a winter gig that's going to be Santa. Like, that's just, I am, that is, a, that is an existence that I am doomed to approach.
1: Like once I hit my 60s,
0: I'm going to be like, well, fuck it. Guess I am Santa Claus now. Well, the thing is,
1: is that I think that's not just a good call from like your, you know, uh, your long gray beard and things like that. I I think that that's a good like economic choice because, you know, you are far and away, you know, uh, much more large in stature uh, than most of the Santas that you see. So you can fit at least like three to four kids on your lap at oh, a yeah. time. So no, you just that's, kidding that's, me. It's all
0: about turnover. Right.
1: <laughs> just pure throughput. That is exactly the calculation that, that hiring Frank uh, Eastman as Santa will get you. So and what I, would I all totally of you like that.
0: for Christmas? And then you'll put your eye out, kid, and send him down the slide. Three to four at a time. I three like it. four at a time. Yeah. See, now,
1: I, I will say. The one th- one of the things, and, and this might be why, like I never really went like goth or emo or anything like that, is that there's something about me, like there is a core part of my being that is so incredibly white bread as to make any <laughs> any accessory towards the extreme completely and utterly ludicrous, like. Like I I swear if if I decided you know what I'm gonna get a tattoo I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a, a sleeve like it can be the most beautiful sleeve tattoo by one of the best artists in the world beautiful color all that kind of stuff I would look like fucking Kirby with a tattoo like <laughs> and and not from, and maybe from a little bit of a physical perspective but mostly from like a that's a ludicrous perspective like you can put a tattoo on Kirby but he's still a little pink puffball and so. That's what I've been fighting my entire life. Like for a while, you know, I was really into into emo and then into hardcore music, and I was entertaining the idea of getting into a band. And you know I was I, I had a couple friends that we were we were starting to like practice and stuff like that. Um, and we thought we could make a run at it. Literally, the one thing that was our biggest hangup is that they were like, Derek, nobody's gonna believe you're in a metal band. Like, no, legit. Yeah, like like they're thing that we're milly vanilling this specifically because you're here and I was like, I see your point. You are correct, but that does make me sad. Like I it's, it's not like I necessarily wanted to like project my inner self and be like this uh, long haired skinny jean skinny jean wearing like emo hardcore metal guy. But I did want the ability to occasionally accessorize as such. So, yeah, that was, I still have trouble to that with that to this day, like (laughs) for the longest time I wanted, uh, as stupid as this is, you know, I wanted to get my lip pierced because, you know, I thought, you know, back when I was in older high school, you know, younger college, I was like, I really like the way that looks and I think it would be cool if I got it. Um, so I got a fake one. (laughs) Don't you fucking laugh at that, (laughs) Frank? Please, Derek. Tell me there are pictures. (laughs) There, there was at one point. (laughs) There, I I I bought one of the fake ones uh, from um what was it? Uh, From Hot Topic, and I put it in just to see. Like I told people, like after they saw it, it's like, don't worry, it's just fake. I'm just kind of trying to see how the the aesthetic works, and uh, the laughs that I got. I was so heartbroken because like, <laughs> oh no, Derek. <laughs> see, now, this is what makes this a true Halloween episode, because the terror that I'm reliving over this decision to try <laughs> this this fake lip ring, it was real, and oh, it didn't work out well. Uh, I actually did upload the picture to Facebook. Um, now, now, I mean, realize this is like in like 2005. So like Facebook was very small. Like you didn't, there weren't like, there weren't hundreds of people going to see it, but it was just like a small group of friends. And so like <laughs> my sister saw it and she was like, why do you have that fake stupid ass thing in your lip? I'm like, you you didn't know it's fake. She was like, yes, I did. <laughs> I knew it was fake. You are you are too white bread. Like, my sister, who is the second most white bread person on the planet, called me white bread. So, yeah. Did you take it off of your photos, Derek? I am 100% confident that I did. There's some yes. other stupid shit from back then, but, yeah, that one did not stay up very long. I don't know if it exists anymore. If I find it,
0: I'll <sighs> I'll it. You can't introduce it. these things into the universe and then deny me then, Derek. I'm sorry. If
1: I can if I can find it, I will I will show it to you in great shame. But no. No, I I get where you're coming from, but from the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh god, the shame that I am feeling
0: in this moment. <laughs> Der- Derek has combusted. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: my god. Okay. Let's let's get into the deep dive before I reveal any other stupid shit I did to try to fit in. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you I let somebody shoot me in the face with a paintball gun before?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, god damn it, Derek. Save some material. <laughs> <laughs>
1: to be continued. All right. Today on this very creepy deep dive we'll be discussing the office Halloween party or more specifically the office Halloween costume party, (laughs) an event that is rife with social terror and actual terror as an assortment of socially awkward people play dress up in the workplace. (laughs) So Frank, what are your feelings on the office costume party for Halloween?
0: It's a, it's a mixed bag. Because here's the thing, I used to work in an office that had a Halloween costume, like, day with a, with a contest, and that was, it, it would go one of two ways for me. Like, either I didn't do anything, or I decided to go entirely too far. <laughs> okay, you can't just throw that statement out there. You have to immediately now
1: explain what you mean by too far.
0: Okay, so <laughs> there was there was a prize on the line, and I decided
1: okay. I wanted that. Well, I mean, what are we talking? What I mean, are we talking like twenty five bucks, five hundred bucks, five hundred dollars? Holy shit! I was about to say if it was like you know an Olive Garden gift card, you know, may not be worth going all out for five hundred dollars. And so. <laughs> There's a lot of things I'll do for $500, Frank.
0: Leading up to the day, we, there was some sewing going on. Okay. There was, a, there was a complete handmade outfit. And then the day of, I arrived at the office and sequestered myself away in, in one of the small conference rooms with the door closed. I brought Kat... Kind of hide the surprise a little bit. Indeed. So I, I came in in street clothes and then I went into the conference room and I got dressed and then completely painted myself green. Oh my God. Were you fucking Shrek? I was Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> fucking got it in one. Oh my God. Let's oh. see. Here's the thing, so- Derek. Shrek doesn't oh. have a beard. Oh, no. When it's I go... not, Frank. When I go, I gotta go no. hard, baby. I'm no, not gonna. Frank. I'm not gonna half-ass it. <laughs> you shaved the beard? I shaved the beard. Like, Cat screamed and recoiled from <laughs> me upon seeing... Oh, my God.
1: I can't imagine what that would look like, Frank. Like... There's some things that I can I can kind of see with my mind's eye. But I don't, like, even in the
0: pictures you have shown me, I have never seen baby face Frank. Um, oh, it's, it's not good. It's not good. I've got my paternal grandmother's chin. <laughs> just, Nobody needs that of, chin. Oh, man.
1: Oh, no. Well, this creates a secondary problem that now you have to... To be Shrek for the next like three weeks until it until your beard grows back.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, God. I I mean, and it was near Halloween because all these things, uh, you know, go near Halloween. And by the way, hands down, one won the costume contest because everybody was like, "Okay, holy shit!" Um, Frank <gasps> oh, shaved God. his beard and painted himself green and dressed up like Shrek. They and I knew think how all I did was lost. I just said "Donkey," and that was it. <laughs> Don't care. But after that, so, you know, uh, for for $500, apparently, I will shave my beard. We have set the price. Everybody has one, and mine is $500 for the beard. So, okay, let's break that down a little bit.
1: $500 is what it will take to get you to paint yourself green and shave your beard. How much of that five hundred dollars was the beard shaving part, and how much was the painting yourself green part? So, I mean, could I could I like say like, hey, paint yourself green for fifty bucks, and you're on board, but you know, shave your beard for fifty bucks? No, 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 no. You gotta gotta bump that up by four hundred. Like, how what what ratio are we talking?
0: No, I think we got it in one. Like, I'll I'll pay myself green for fifty bucks. <laughs> but that ain't no big. I, I don't know how I'm going to use that information Um,
1: but it might be important at some point.
0: (laughs) Do not use this for evil, Derek. Oh god. But here's the thing, like apparently if because we just in the previous segment discussed you know, that, that I am scary beyond all need or reason. Right. Apparently if you dress up as a children's movie character it's it's all good at that point so we went to uh boo at the zoo which is like their you know sort of halloween zoo thing right and and we did it right after trick-or-treating and i had gone ahead and gotten you know because as you said uh, i've already shaved the beard so i might as well you know commit to this whole fucking shrek (laughs) thing for most of the work is done Yeah,
1: most of the work is done. Just repaint, and we're good.
0: Yeah, the emotional torment is is done. Like, (laughs) I've already had to suffer that blow. Right. But we're there at the the zoo, and I'm dressed up like Shrek, and I sit down on a bench because the kids are over on a uh, merry-go-round or something. Right. And kids just start climbing into my lap. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Like, just kids that aren't mine. I'm just like, oh. And they're just like, Shrek, Shrek. And, you know, parents are, you know, belatedly asking if it's okay and can they take pictures and (laughs) shit like that. And I'm like, it's fine. That's that's fine. Here I... Don't care. You know, like... (laughs) So we gotta work on your repertoire.
1: He did say more than just that one thing. But but apparently that was enough of just a, a complete showstopper that uh, you didn't need another one.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't need anything else than that. You just need the one word and to have shaved my beard and painted myself completely green and wear, like, a completely custom-sewn outfit.
1: Wow. Uh, that, I, I wish that I had, like, really good stories of dressing up and stuff like that, but, like... Honestly, the the thing is, I am I'm a procrastinator, and i I don't have great ideas, and I don't really have like an idea guy coming up with my costumes. So like, if somebody would like just like starting in, I don't know, maybe like August, start like tossing out some good ideas of what I could do uh, for the the office costume party, then you know maybe I could be on board. the The one time in my career that I dressed up for Halloween, even, I mean. The thing is, I like Halloween. Like, I, I genuinely enjoy it, but I don't necessarily have a whole lot of, like, props and stuff at the ready. But the one time that I dressed up for an office Halloween party was for a <laughs> for a job interview.
0: All right. <laughs> so, Go on. So after,
1: uh, after graduating college, I was still working full time uh, at my actual first, like, development job. And I decided that I was going to you know, go interview. Well, it just so happened that like some really, <laughs> really messed up stuff, uh, had happened and we got thrown under the bus and stuff in like late part of September. So I started putting out resumes. So, uh, I go through like a lengthy, uh, pre-interview process and, you know, I get my, I get the notice that I'm going to be interviewed on a certain day. And I realize that certain day is October 31st. So, (laughs) so I'm thinking this is a trendy company. Like there's gonna be a lot of people dressed up and it's going to win me some brownie points going in dressed up. So, uh, sure enough, I don't know. It was probably like the 25th at this point. So I was not, there was not a whole lot of daylight left. So I went and I got like, think like, I don't know, a law and order detective type, uh, outfit, like not like the. The three piece suit kind, but like the just got called in from or just got called in late at night. And this is the best they can come up with (laughs) and slap a badge on it. That's about what I was working with. But like it it was enough. And like when I when I walked up to the front desk, I didn't work there. And yet I was there to celebrate their Halloween party. (laughs) Uh, at, At first they were like, you're trying too hard. Or like you know, one of the first people that I met was you know kind of had that air about it. But then once the person who was interviewing me with me uh walked in as fucking John Bon Jovi, uh <laughs> I realized I realized I had struck gold. Uh I interviewed with four people that day. Uh they were all different parts of upper management. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them was dressed. I, I think one was uh John Bon Jovi. One was, uh, there was a famous guy from storage wars <laughs> that he really liked. Uh, I don't remember what the the guy's name was, but he was dressed up as a guy from storage wars and you just had like a, a bunch of really like off the wall characters and every single one of them like looked at me and said, you got balls. <laughs> like I got balls and $25 to buy some shitty cop shades and a plastic detective badge, but we'll, we'll go with that. But I will say, like it could have gone worse. The thing is, like the, the the Office Halloween costume party is a bit of like you said, it's a
0: bit of a mixed bag. No, it no, 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 Derek. What? No, no, no. <laughs> no
1: that, let it die. You it can know.
0: you cannot start that story with I interviewed dressed like Donnie Brosco, <sighs> and then just continue on without telling us whether hoping. or not you got the fucking job. Oh, I did. I got, I got a job offer that day.
1: (laughs) See, the thing is that taught me that that is a trick that will work. And so, uh, the next time I I had an interview, I dressed up as a a different character. I'm not necessarily going to reuse the same character dressed up, but it wasn't Halloween that time. Um, so when I was showed up dressed up in a costume,
0: it didn't necessarily have the same effect. So what you're saying is, because this is an advice show, take the plunge, go ahead, show up to every single job interview dressed as Pennywise the Clown. Yes,
1: that's exactly what I'm saying. And the thing is, like, if you don't get the job, it's probably not a job you you wanted anyway. Like, I... I... (laughs) Fail faster is... (laughs) Um... I mean, if they won't even let you into the building, that is so much time you saved yourself. They were not a cool company. You should have just, you know, left as soon as you got on the property. And now you're being forcefully told to leave. So, yeah.
0: And then you eventually become head of IT for a band of murderous clowns. I mean, they have to have infrastructure. Everybody needs infrastructure. Everybody needs infrastructure. (laughs)
1: Even even the killer clowns from outer space.
0: Oh, that was a great movie.
1: It was a great movie. All right. (laughs) So, uh, so, okay. So what is the worst costume that you've seen somebody attempt? So it doesn't necessarily have to be, uh, like a bad job at it. It can either be a successful costume with a really, really bad or inappropriate target or just a terrible attempt at something mundane. What's the worst you've ever seen? In
0: the office, um... In the office, yeah, definitely. I mean, I... I the, the worst I can think of is actually one that I didn't wear to the office, because it was going to be great. Um, okay. I was going to go as the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. Okay, I am... I am all for this. <laughs> but then it ended up being, like, me in a white robe, with a thing over my head. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I I see I see where the problem was. <laughs> oh my god! It was uh, like the Onion Knight was the Grand Wizard of the KKK. Really, I... <laughs> <laughs> not a good look. If I'm not being not a good look, so
1: that one was abandoned. So I I think we could take a different another stab at that. Um, I mean, technology has to have changed since then. Uh, we can get some, some like white trash bags and fill them up much less, uh, KKK robe like <laughs> than, uh, than some sheets as it were.
0: I, I want to crankle as I walk. That is definitely,
1: <laughs> Oh, that would be a good feature. Um, so what's the worst so that you've seen, Derek? So the, the worst costume that, that I've witnessed, it's not because it was done bad or honestly, even that it was done in bad taste. Uh, to be honest, it was because of the situation. There was an office party that I was at. You know, probably 50, 60 people that, that were normally going to show up to the party. Um, most of which were guys. I think we probably had like 80% males. Most of us, um, very, very dull, <laughs> as it were. At one office party, we had... In, in not exaggeration, we had ten jakes from State Farm, and they <laughs> did not. <laughs> uh. They did not coordinate. This was all completely by accident. Uh, we had ten jakes from State Farm. Like that's uh, not trying. Then, no, and and it wasn't because they all had khakis. They all had red shirts. Uh, I I will say honestly, the the costume competition should have just been. Which Jake from State Farm was the <laughs> the closest uh, to the actual? Maybe it was like a a secondary category in the costume competition because it was, some of them tried a lot harder than others, and some of them I will be like, "You should have been the one." Like we we should now play Highlander, but no, they they had ten Jakes from State Farm, and it was embarrassing. Like no, they didn't even play it off. Like. They just like came in, looked at each other in the most awkward way, and just the whole party was just so awkward. Like there was there there was a pall over the entire office party because nobody talked about it. Nobody said, "Guys, it's okay." You know, we're we're not particularly original. Like there are like three Kirks. Like that's fine. (laughs) But yeah, since nobody really like, uh, went out of their way to address it, the entire thing was, was awkward and everybody was in a funk and it forever will be, will be the office party that was ruined by Jake from state farm.
0: (laughs) Uh, I guess it'll be pretty bad if like three of us show up dressed as you. (laughs) See, the problem
1: is here's the problem with that. Frank, in order for somebody to, to masquerade as me. Essentially, they they just have to like go get a Guy Fieri costume and just shave the hair. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's the closest approximation you could get at. uh,
0: Which means uh, we have your your Halloween costume already picked out, Derek. I'd go as Guy Fieri. There you go. You just need like a bowling shirt with flames on it and some frosted tips. Don't tempt me.
1: Oh my god! And I swear to Christ, Frank, if I get an email about this and people people start saying I need to dress up as Guy Fieri, I guess I guess it's a bed that I made myself. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'll live with the consequences. All right, Frank. Now that I have successfully, for the second time this episode made myself feel in a not insignificant amount of shame.
0: Why don't we go to a question from the audience? I work in a senior living facility. You can see or smell or hear things that shouldn't be where they are. My question is, if I see one of my deceased clients, should I poop my pants go through the nearest wall or simply walk out and never go back sent in by Jen. Oh my. Um,
1: okay. So first let me ask your, your reading of this question. Is it if she stumbles upon somebody who has deceased or, (laughs) or if she encounters somebody who is a former person, I, I think she's saying more in the ghosty realm. Derek. Okay. Okay. That's, uh, that is much much better.
0: Um, I mean, I guess not better. (laughs) Um. (laughs) All right. So here's let's, let's let's take one step back, Derek. Okay. You encounter a ghost.
1: Uh, I die. I join them in the ghost world, and we we have some sort of I don't know fun adventure together. Because if I were to actually see a ghost, there would be no coming back. Derek would be... Uh, my my soul would leave my body, and that would be the end of it.
0: Is this from a guy who watches so many horror movies? I, do,
1: I didn't say I watched them willingly. Like... The, the, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, I will walk that back half of a step. I enjoy horror movies... But at the same time, I am a huge pansy. Like just today, we watched a a new horror movie and, you know, Jessica's not one to jump at hardly anything. Uh, There was this one scene where like they make you look really intently at this one thing. And then all of a sudden, like the thing you were staring intently at from a long way away is now right in your face. I audibly yelled like, I yelled, threw my arms out, and it's and and that scared Jessica. She was not scared of the thing on TV, I scared Jessica. So, <laughs> so I am very easy to startle, um, which doesn't bode well with watching all these horror movies. Uh, we, we watch more like the atmospheric horror movies, uh, jump scares don't do well with me. Um, so I, I still stand, stand solidly in the camp that if I saw a ghost. Um, there would then be two ghosts.
0: Uh, this, this is an interesting podcast dynamic that I didn't necessarily see when we started. Like, okay. I've gotten accusations that I am some sort of edgelord, which... <laughs> okay. I don't like that at
1: all. The uh-huh. implications here... Yeah, not, not, really, uh, not really
0: what you want to brand yourself with. But you you are now, you're the cinnamon roll of, um, of the podcast. Derek is too good for this world. <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. Like, if I will have some real talk. Like, I'd, I've never encountered... A ghost or anything like that. But I I also I took a medication in my youth that destroyed my night vision, so I can't see shit at night. Mm. Okay. And so like I tend to leave lights on when I move from room to room and stuff like that. And people who don't necessarily know me very well are like, that dude's scared of the dark and I'm like, nah, I just don't want to break my fucking neck trying to walk through the hall. <laughs> everyone else can I mean, see, but I can't see shit in here until I turn a light on. I mean, in, in essence, you are afraid of the dark,
1: but not because there are un, there, there are spooky things in there, but because there are normal mundane objects like refrigerators and cabins. Yeah, the
0: thing that goes bump in the night is me, and then it us <laughs> a lot. I knew it! I knew you were the thing that went bump in the night. I just didn't know it was from poor vision. What? So. <laughs> <laughs> More of a crash, and then a string of <laughs> expletives. Ow, 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 ow.
1: Oh, God. So, are, I mean, are you trying to say that that essentially you uh, don't leave a whole lot of opportunities to see uh, ghosts in the dark?
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no There's there's the not a lot of the- opportunity for anything to sneak up on me right. in the dark. Like, I it is it is by nature of how i have to live my life anyway right that i'm i'm sort of ghost proofed. although <laughs> <laughs> you you have scotch guarded yourself i have scotch guarded myself against another world derek <laughs> <laughs> oh that and I'm, is... I'm sure I could find completely logical reasons for this crucifix and this holy water and this <laughs> string of garlic <laughs> I wear around my neck every day. Oh, So as far as like, I'm trying to think of how I myself would react to encountering um, the undead. <laughs> and the closest I can come is actually, we were recording an episode of the podcast and behind me in the room where i record like i record in a basement room and there are some window shutters on the wall behind me why uh-huh mm. you open up the window shutters and it's just a blank wall like there's no actual window behind there's it, no or- window it is a blank wall and in fact it's underground where i'm at and, and so there's no reason for there to be a window there uh huh. But there's just some shutters, and those shutters are usually closed, and they have a latch. And for the entire time that I've lived here, up until a few months ago, I thought that it's just, there's, there's nothing there except maybe like three or four inches of blank space, and then a wall. Okay. Well, the other day I'm down here, we're recording the podcast, and behind me, I can't see it because it's behind me from where I'm sitting... I start hearing rattling. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> and I slowly turn my head. Oh my and god! The shutters onto a blank wall are rattling. Oh bullshit! Oh fuck that noise! And I'm, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not as hard as I sometimes appear, Derek. <laughs> But I am dedicated, so I just kind of kept an eye on it.
1: I... <laughs> you kept on with the fucking
0: podcast while well, you keep... were supernaturally assaulted? Well, <laughs> keep recording this podcast, Derek, even if there's a haint all up behind me. Well, it oh began to rise to a crescendo, and, like, we got done with recording the podcast itself, And I finally, I stopped and I turned and like, my logical brain is going, I ain't afraid of no ghost. (laughs) (laughs) My not logical brain is like, hmm, we're saying that's not supposed to happen. And so you should probably get the fuck out of here before something pops out of that place where there is nothing. And, you know, open Mm. up the shutters and it is a dimensional portal into hell or something back there. (laughs) So, finally, I'm, I'm legit kind of freaked out. I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm staring at it. I don't want to turn my back to it anymore, because it's rattling. And it's not rattling constantly, but it's it's rattling more and more often. And finally, it begins to bow outward. You know, kind of like the face coming through the wall shit from Poltergeist. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 no. And then... <laughs> Oh, One of the God. cats pops out. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, oh. I'm i like, the fuck? And so I go over and I, I unlatch, unlatch the shutters and I open them up and I'm like, it's a blank wall. What the fuck was the cat doing in there? And then I look up. And there's like a two or three inch gap where Mm. there's just no, no top part of this window area. Right. And you can get into the unfinished part of the basement. Okay. And so the, this is the smartest of the cats. We have multiple, one of them is dumb and one of them is like, she's the only one that would survive. If we died, she would be the first one to eat us. And she would be the first one to escape the house, and she would be fine on her own. like right. she she has got the hunter's instinct. There's several of the cats would be like, "Well, there's nobody feeding us anymore. I guess I'm just gonna lay down here and cease to exist. <laughs> so she has an adventuresome spark, and she had somehow managed to get herself onto something it was it was one, two by four. That was leaning at an angle near this window thing, and she had shimmied up the two by four, got her paws under the the side of this latched storm shutter. Okay. Pulled it to enough to make an opening, and then Commando crawled her like pulled herself up like a (laughs) pull-up into the space. Jesus and then Christ. did it again to get into the to the unfinished portion of the basement so that she could fuck around in there. Okay. And I know that this is what she did because I waited and I just kind of sat and looked at it and she came into the room eventually and did it. Like she just huh. shimmied up the thing and got in there because, uh, you know, I was like, how the hell did she do that? I don't know how she did it. And And I had to keep working at it until I finally got the mystery because... I almost pooped my pants that day. <laughs>
1: this, I mean, that is that, like, like you said before. This is a, uh, this is a mystery that had to be solved. That is not something that. Uh... <laughs> oh God, I, Frank! I want you to know, and this is the this is the honest truth. While you're telling me that story, I knew it had a logical conclusion. I knew it had to have. Uh, but I was legitimately like feeling feeling some bad feelings uh <laughs> a couple times i look behind me at the uh the door that i have because uh since the room gets a little warm in here i've got the door cracked and i thought real hard about closing that door because i wasn't sure s- someone was gonna creep in and get me um i'm not real i'm not real fond of that feeling frank
0: um <laughs> i'm <laughs> yeah, you know, sorry what, to tell you a spooky story on this halloween uh, episode derek oh god so uh one of my scariest
1: uh things that, that has happened in the, in the recent in, in like the last few years uh it was actually you know pet related as well um uh but w- at one point we had a house and it was a a fresh lot like nothing had ever been built there before at least not in recent history about a year into it uh our dog, you know, Wonka just started like getting this weird habit to where she would kind of go into the hall, look up and bark.
0: That's always great.
1: Yeah. Like we we were like, okay, you know, maybe there's like you know, rats or something in the in the ceiling or something, or like raccoons uh that got into the attic or something like that. So we had somebody come out and check on it. No rats, no, you know, no sign of anything in the attic um but she just kept doing it and so and so for her to just sit there and just bark at this empty space out on the ceiling uh was very freaky you know the, like i said the first few times it happened like we didn't think a whole lot of it but it kept happening and it would and most times like during the day when i was not home so uh so it was okay like
0: what's <laughs> <as long laughs> only was, happening to jessica it'll be right. fine
1: it was totally fine but then she started doing it a couple times in the middle of the night and, uh, Derek is already kind of paranoid when we had the house. Like I already, uh, uh, like the first week we were there, like I wasn't used to the sounds that a house makes. And so like the dishwasher kicked on like heavy cycle at like 2 AM. Cause you know, Jessica had turned it on and it took like forever to finish and it just kicked into high gear. And like, I jumped up just, just completely convinced that we were being, you know, our house is being broken into. So this keeps happening. And I'm already a wreck. Like, I don't, I don't like living in a house with so many windows that can be broken into. And so, you know, it, it goes on forever and we, we keep getting more and more freaked out and we, we kind of start seeing like some patterns in it and we start realizing that she thinks she, she hears something up there, um, which
0: that did not help anything (laughs) to begin with. Uh, Oh, it's fine. She just hears the ghost footsteps in the attic. Right. But then
1: we, uh, shortly thereafter, we realized she was going deaf. So, like, she was having trouble pinpointing where sounds were coming from. So she thought that, like, sounds were coming from above when they were just, like, in the house. But once we, once we figured that out, like, we felt way better. But while we, before we knew that, like, that was some fucking grudge level shit. Like, we were so. <laughs> Uh our logical brains were taking a backseat and we uh I was sure that we were gonna have a poltergeist moment with with you know
0: <laughs> you move the headstones but not the bodies. <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs>
1: just, gravestones popping up from the foundation. God. Animals animals are really good at making things really creepy for no reason.
0: Oh, uh, I mean and I'm I'm not trying to be like, I'm hard, or anything like that. <laughs> like, I'm like a hard Especially not, case. well, it's just the two of us in yep. the podcast, Frank. That's, that's, that's uh, yeah. appropriate. <laughs> but one of the things I do like about having cats is that I can blame them on any weird-ass noises in the night. Right. So, I don't have to be freaked out about stuff. Like, my brain just goes, hmm, one of the cats is fucking something up. Now, someone could rob me blind. <laughs>
1: I was that bad to say?
0: And I'd be like, uh, man, the cats are at it tonight. Jesus. <laughs> Why does it sound like they're cussing while they're unplugging money? the PlayStation? Just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
0: Want to hit an issue from the internet?
1: All right. This issue from the internet, uh, the title is How to Prevent an Office Dog from Becoming a Problem by Heinze. So I manage a small team of developers, our intern who only stays for the summer, asked me whether he can bring his dog to work since he has trouble finding someone to look after it during the day. I told him that's okay. A, if all the other people in the office agree to it, which to my surprise, they did enthusiastically and B, only as long as the dog does not make any trouble. If it doesn't work, then the dog will have to leave. Uh, We've never had a dog in the office and I'm not a dog owner myself. IE, I have no prior experience. Are there any precautions I should take? So, the reason I picked this one is because, you know, normal dogs are not going to be a big problem. They might pee on something. They might chew on something. Now, what if, before the dog got there, it had been bitten by a bat and been given rabies, and the office dog is now Cujo?
0: (laughs) Ah, (laughs) Cujo.
1: (laughs) I mean, he's supposed to be a... A stress reliever at the office, but I think that if Cujo was in my office, I would be far more stressed, to be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, Derek, I think if there was a rabid dog loose in the office, <laughs> I would be slightly more stressed as well. Look, I'm just I'm just saying it would be a little more stressful. Um I'm thinking of our current office and you know, because my first thought is uh rabid dog, I'll lock myself in one of the conference rooms Uh But then every fucking conference room we have has at least one glass wall. Right. And that's just a recipe for someone else getting mauled by the dog and then falling through the wall (laughs) and thus destroying my hiding place.
1: See, I thought you were saying that it would be a a way for the dog to gain access to you. But what you're actually saying is that while the dog is killing somebody else, they would then cause you to become unsafe. I get it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how it goes. It's never, I mean, like, it's a rabid dog, but it's not going to hurtle through a glass wall. Right. But when you're being viciously mauled to death and floating around in circles, you will eventually fall into the wall and, you know, expose me.
1: So, okay. So my question is if if this person uh, brings Cujo into the office, I, I guess my question is who's it gonna go after first? Do you think it's gonna start like start at the top and take out the most like physically impressive person that would be a, a threat to it? Uh do you think it would take out the the weakest person or just like the closest person?
0: I mean, I think the way these films work Is the first person to go is whoever decides to go check up on the dog. So someone that's helpful Mm. and friendly. Okay. Someone someone who's like, oh, they locked the dog up in one of the conference rooms. I should probably go check on him. So what I'm saying is, Derek, you're the first to go.
1: I was going to make a joke about it, but then I realized you were right. (laughs)
0: Um. (laughs) I would be the first one. Fuck my ass. I'm <laughs> Derek's just like, "Oh, that dog's been locked up in the office for too long. I better go check." <laughs> oh. See, the thing is and for
1: for a lot of my life, I have uh, you know, I've really liked zombies and stuff like that and I've always had those kind of like um uh, survival scenarios where I think I'm like, "Oh, if I if zombies attacked, I would do this and all that kind of stuff." And I'm starting to realize that all that is complete bullshit. Because, like, you're exactly right. If we had a dog and I knew that somebody had, like, locked it in a room for a long period of time, I'd be like, oh, man, I better go check on that dog and make sure it's okay. And then I would get fucking mauled and I or at least bitten. Like, I would be I would be given rabies or (laughs) or death very quickly. That's really kind of that's that's problematic to my to my psyche. because because i thought of all the shit that happens like if i get a if i get a bill that's that's uh worse than i expect i'm fucked like if like i have a health problem probably gonna be fucked the one thing i i knew is that if like a a a shit uh, a terrible thing happens i can probably handle it now i'm now realizing that that was all
0: a lie oh no (laughs) no my man and if it's any (laughs) consolation any horror movie situation that comes up, we are both boned. Right, like, absolutely. We are 100% boned. You, because you're going to walk face first into the situation before anybody else realizes what goes on, you know? Right. You're the one that, like, ding dong, oh, it must be the pizza that we didn't order. I'll go see who it is. And then you get stabbed 5,000 times by the by the murderer. I'm just not fast. right. And so it will it will come down to, you know, oh no, it's it's coming through the hall. We've we've all got to get down the hall and everybody else is running down the hall and I'm running down the hall, but they beat me. <laughs> and then like just I get the fingertips around the door frame as they're trying to shut the door on me and I'm like, no, don't shut. And then you know, there's crunching sounds, and the, the fingers pull away, and that's, that's right. how I go out of the film, like, every right. time. Wait a minute.
1: Oh my god, things are starting to make sense. Frank, did you befriend me so that I would get- that I would be set upon by some
0: sort of bad thing happening so you can escape? Derek, I respect <laughs> you enough not to deny it. <laughs> Oh my God. And that also explains why
1: after I started like, you know, getting a little more fit because I was, I was very much so out of shape. Like now that I'm getting a little more fit, uh, you know, you've gone on the the low calorie or the low carb diet. You're trying to make sure that, that you can outrun me. Like I can see that you're not like trying to be the fastest person in the
0: office. You're just trying to make sure you can still outrun me. I don't have to outrun the monster, Derek. I just have to outrun one under one other person in the office. So here, here's my position on this. I feel,
1: I feel like you've left yourself in a bad situation here, Frank, because, uh, we, we make a lot of jokes here on the podcast, but, uh, at the end of the day, you did decide to, to do a creative, uh, project with me in this podcast. Um, so I feel like, I feel like we're, we're crossing a barrier uh, to where eventually uh you will see me as more than your extra life as it were and you will have to get a new patsy to <laughs> for the office uh because you you will value me as uh the second half of your creative endeavor too
0: much yeah derek that's that's exactly <laughs> what would happen oh. yeah 100% my dude, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a new one, just you wait, you, you will be relieved from fall guy duty any minute now. Now, you know, uh, I'll read something, at, I will read the eulogy at the funeral, I will say something nice like Derek gave himself for the highest possible cause.
1: For f- protecting Frank Eastman. <laughs> so that I could escape.
0: Oh, my God. There's a Everything... slim possibility that I might have been able to save him from the monster, but he said, no, go on. <laughs> go on without me, Frank. You have to live. For the podcast's sake! <laughs> <sighs> oh! I was oh. not standing there hitting the door close button on the elevator over and over <laughs> oh
1: god i i don't know if if, if i feel honored or insulted <sighs> all right well that that's fine i can live with that um i will have to do some soul searching <laughs> between this episode and next may no okay here's the thing here's the thing i i don't think there's any way that i can I can be not your fall guy like I think I think I'm solidly in that camp now it's been you know going on three years I think a significant amount of time has been put into that relationship that uh, that it can't really be changed at this point now what I can do is I can start grooming a fall guy for me so
0: you've learned Derek (laughs) soon you will take the pebble from my hand Uh, So I will say if we ever uh,
1: introduce a third co-host on the podcast,
0: you'll somehow be softer and more gentler than Derek.
1: So we may not have another host for a long time Um, (laughs) because finding somebody who is softer and gentler than me may be difficult.
0: (sighs) Want to punch the clock, Derek?
1: Yeah, I got to go make a list of people that are more likely to pet the rabid dog than me. All right. (laughs) If you'd like to send us a question to answer on air, please send them to questions at WLICast.com. If you want to connect with us, you can go to WLICast.com where you'll find all of our social media links and also links to our store, Patreon, and other ways you can support the show. We're also still in the middle of the All the Horror event, so if you've missed any, episodes from this event you can go to bit.ly forward slash all the horror to go to a cheat sheet or you can follow at all the horror 18 on twitter also there is nothing better for growing our audience than word of mouth and that means that if you like the show share us with people that you know tell a friend tell an enemy
0: tell a frenemy this has been the work life and balance podcast i'm frank eastman I'm the expendable Derek Lewis. And with that, I think we're going to have to transfer you.
1: (laughs) You know, I really need to start putting out applications for a softer, gentler boy. Um, (laughs) Soft boy wanted. (laughs) Well, When you put it like that, Frank, it, it, it sounds a lot more nefarious. Well, I guess my purposes are still nefarious, but it sounds more perverted when you say it like
0: that. (laughs)